Happy New Year and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast, where we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible Williams, but just for a minute, because we are going to hand the hostess hat over to our friend Krista. Krista is on the She Reads Truth team, and she works closely with the community. She works closely with you guys. And so today, she's just going to ask us questions, and we're going to talk about some of the most common questions that you send in about reading the Bible, about the She Reads Truth community. We're just excited for this extra opportunity to chat with you. So let's go. So are we the guests or is Krista the guest? I don't know what happens when we have I think a, it's us this time. I think we're mm. the guests. And Krista, you're the guest host. Wow. The tables have turned. I'm getting ready to get comfortable in my chair. <laughs> Just going to lean back. Okay. I'm ready. So you have questions for us from the community? Yes. So we have more people than ever who have wrapped up the Advent season, and they sent in so many awesome questions and wanted to know a lot of great things. Some people have been... Uh, reading with She Reach Truth for years, and others are, if you're brand new, maybe this is your first podcast, send in some great questions. And so we just wanted to ask you, so you guys, how did all this start? All of the great things that are She Reach Truth. And so, yeah. Yay. Okay. Let's okay. Well, hit us with our I first question. It. So that's the first one. We know you've told the story probably a thousand times before, but how did She Reach Truth start? Like, where were you guys in that moment? What started all of this? So if you want to hear the longer version of the story, we have a bonus episode that we'll link to in the Mm -hmm. show notes where we tell the full story. But the nutshell version is that we weren't trying to start a thing. Yeah, we were a whole bunch of girls um, who really, truly believed that, um, and I imagine a lot of people listening believe the same thing, that reading your Bible will not just change your life, but it is the way, it's God's revelation, that we can know Him and know how to live. Um, It is His holy word, and it's our way to know God. So we believed that. Um, And this was back in, and still do. (laughs) And that was back in 2012. And it was just a conversation on Twitter, honestly, with just a whole bunch of women. It started with just a few, and the conversation grew really rapidly. And the conversation was simply, if I believe that reading God's word is important, does my life reflect what I believe? Um, and for a lot of us, um, the answer was no at the time. Right. And not because there's the thing that I think can be really frustrating about scripture reading is that those of us who are believers, and if we believe the Bible is true, we look at each other and go, oh, yeah, like this is important. But we don't know the book that we claim to believe, which is a fundamental flaw, right? right. In the way that we are practicing or that our we faith. claim to live by. To yeah, not know right. the book that you claim to live by, it's a dangerous game to play. Well, and you frankly. can't yeah. live by the book you don't know. Right. And so yeah. yeah, so it really is as simple as this is something that we, not just me and Rachel, that we as a community of women wanted in our lives. And there was something sweet and um, motivating and welcoming about doing that, kind of this experiment of, well, what if we just did? Mm -hmm. What if we just opened Mm -hmm. the Bible and started reading it? And we did that every day. And then it just, more people saying, yes, me too, me too, me too. And it grew, grew, grew. And then, you know, it often, I think this happens where God is doing a thing in the hearts of his people. Mm -hmm. And then as that grows, as that movement grows, 
then it becomes clear that, oh, we kind of have to like organize and there's something here that's happening that's very much beyond us. And so it continues to be the story. So you think back to June 2012, that's when She Reads Truth was first hashtagged. um, Mm -hmm. And and that was a pretty big moment. The birth of the community. Birth of the community. And and we had asked the question, not actually out loud, but we'd asked the question of ourselves, you know, if this is what we believe is our life reflected. And then we kind of asked why, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for so many people, scripture is, especially I would say even for so many women, mm-hmm. um, but I think people, it's intimidating. Um, we don't really know where to read. We think, okay, well, this is a huge book. Like, where do I begin? I can't start in Genesis every time I want to read the Bible because I won't ever get to Revelation, right? And then we also just kind of felt like I kind of would benefit from some community here. And so that was the thing. It was this time we're doing it together and we're going to, as a community, identify what our reading plan is. And we believed from the beginning really firmly that Scripture does interpret Scripture, that Scripture doesn't need our words. It felt like a pretty big new idea at the time that we didn't need um, to have a Bible study or devotional next to it. Um, instead, what if we just open Scripture? Um, it almost felt audacious to do. Yeah. And kind of we've joked about it like being— Like a dare. We've joked about mm-hmm. it being sort of like a big experiment. What mm-hmm. would happen if a giant group of women opened Scripture and read it? Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. <laughs> and would it be okay? Would it be um, what we expected it to be? No, yes, all of those things. Um, I think it was more than okay. Yeah. I think it delighted the Lord and continues to delight the Lord that His daughters and sons read Scripture together. Yeah, We don't have um, exact metrics on any of that, but it started as a conversation of four women, and that was about almost nine years ago. We do know that the number of women who have read Scripture with us after that hashtag is in the millions, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is, that was nobody's plan. There was no business <laughs> plan, no vision, um, mm-hmm. no human vision. Mm-hmm. And so we're just so thankful. We get to be in the front row seats of watching what God has been doing and continues to do. And so for those of you listening, some of you are nodding your heads and going like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was there. I remember. I was on Twitter that afternoon, mm-hmm. or I was um, around for the Kickstarter, or mm-hmm. I was around for you know, the very first Advent book. Um, Mm -hmm. And then some of you are going like, I'm brand new here. So happy to be here. And I just love that the community just continues to have such an open arms vibe. Just very, very inviting. And and also the problem that we faced, um, you know, nine years ago was, is it intimidating or is it hard to know where to read when? And that's what the She Reads Truth community does. We dare to open scripture <laughs> and we uh, we do it together and we always have something to read every day. We're reading something. Speaking of which, we want to know, how do you figure out what to read every day of the year? You know, we just kind of, like you do with a map, if you don't know where you want to go, you just move your <laughs> finger around and just, poof, that's what we do. No, we... um so we do a lot of praying. Honestly, yeah, there are many layers to the answer to this question. But yes, I mean, we do a lot of prayer. We also plan. I mean, it has evolved over the years. But what that looks like now is that we begin dreaming about the year of scripture we're going to read. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, in 2021, mm-hmm. like we have been dreaming and talking about that for at least a year. Mm-hmm. And so it's really kind of an years. ongoing, right, mm-hmm. because yeah. it's just an ongoing, we really do, 
we are really in scripture every day. Mm -hmm. And so to keep that train Mm moving, we have to plan pretty Mm -hmm. far in advance. And so other answers to that question, it's very important to us that we read whole books of the Bible. So we don't do that exclusively. Each one of our reading plans, it's not always reading through a book of the Bible, but it is often reading through a book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so in any given year, we probably average reading through about eight to nine books of the Bible. Um, actually, sometimes More? when they're shorter books or, it or, or we might first get and a, seconds, right, it, it'll yes. end up being almost 11 or 12 sometimes. Yeah, it kind of depends on yeah. how many epistles we're reading you know, and how short they are or mm-hmm. whether we're like, you know, biting off a chunk like Isaiah or, you know, it's a lot. It's yeah. long. And we haven't read every book yet. There's still a couple of books that we're looking forward to reading in 2021, as a community. 22 yep. as a community. Um, and there are some that we've redone a couple of times. One right. thing that we know people have asked, what happens, you know, when you get to the end of the, ca- of <laughs> yeah. the canon? And we're because like, there we are keep, 66 books. Yeah, we keep yeah. reading. There are so many books we've read repeatedly. None of scripture is one and done. Right. And it's important to us. Um, there are certain books that we will intentionally revisit more often. So, for example, we don't want too much time to pass before we're in a gospel together. Mm-hmm. Um, Why or is before that? we're in, just because that's the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that is the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And so we know that all of scripture is about Jesus, but to really kind of walk with Jesus, mm-hmm. it's important to read those stories of him mm-hmm. walking the earth, you know? And so someone recently said to me that her pastor had said, you never want your feet to be too far away from the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And I like that because it really is about like walking with Jesus. I mean, that's why we read scripture, right? To know God and to walk with Jesus. Um, And so we also, a lot of times we will do a topical plan or a seasonal plan, like we just wrapped up Advent, Mm -hmm. Um, or there'll be, you know, a biblical topic that we want to explore, mm-hmm. um, like the kingdom of God is mm-hmm. one that's coming up on the horizon for us. And so the way that we do that, the way that we decide what to read about that topic is we really survey scripture to see what scripture says mm-hmm. and then decide what the plan will be yeah. and how to structure it. Mm-hmm. So we really strive to take all of our cues um, yeah. from Scripture. And we start there. We don't start right. with a, here's kind of the outline of what we yeah. want to talk about. Let's fill it in with Scripture. It yeah. really, that's not how we mm-hmm. ever really want to do things. You mentioned a gospel, and so I'm sure that our listeners are wondering, what's our gospel for this year? What's our gospel? Mm-hmm. We're reading the book of Mark um, mm-hmm. as a part of our Lenten study. So we're actually, we're doing two books of the Bible for Lent. We're reading the book of Joshua, mm-hmm. and then we're following that immediately with the book of Mark. And you'll be surprised how well those two flow into each other. Um, It's going to be a really sweet Lenten experience, I think, especially because we paced it out so that Mark lands us in Holy Week and leads us directly to Easter. So we get to read the end of Mark, the resurrection story on Easter Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be great. It'll be fun. We have never read a gospel for Easter. Not a whole one. Not a whole book. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, the last layer I'll add, and this isn't the last layer, but the last one I want to mention is that we listen to you. We listen to you all um, yeah. in the community. A lot of times you will voice to us, really want to read this book of the Bible or revisit this book of the Bible, or I'm very interested in this topic, or here are some things that I'm facing or we're facing in our community, um, like in our in-person communities. And so there is a really sweet way that I'm not going to be able to articulate clearly that the Lord 
orchestrates our editorial calendar. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that he does because Mm -hmm. year after year, we have seen reading plans arrive right on time. And we can plan and strategize and do our very best. And we do. We do our very best, right? And we pray hard. I mean, we pray hard about it. Yeah. And we listen to each other and we, you know, we don't just jot it down. Like we really revisit and we'll make pivots if we feel like we need to. Like it's a hard thought, hard one process, but we aren't as good at that as the Lord is. Yeah. <laughs> and it always happens that reading plans will arrive right on time in really obvious ways sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes in your lives in like these very sweet, um, specific ways that only you can know. Yeah. And then you are generous enough to tell that back to us. Yeah. And so it just, we've learned to try even hard, like to be even more excellent in our strategy and our planning. Like we're still learning, you know, Mm -hmm. we've been at this for several years, but we're still learning. But we also trust the Lord that the way that the editorial calendar falls is the way that it's meant to fall. Something that I have thought has been so fun to watch in our She Reads Truth community in y'all is the way that you just bravely dive in. Like there have been really hard books that we've just thought, all right, well, we're hey gonna, gang, we're, we're going to read Job. Let's we're, go. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to read Job. Yeah. We're going to read Revelation and mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes. And, and we've been like, all right, like we're going to go at this like we would any she reads truth study, and we're going to really do our best to present it, package it well for y'all. Um, but you just aren't afraid. And honestly, you've been so enthusiastic and so excited. Sometimes the most enthusiastic about books like Revelation or yes. Job. It's been so cool. It's really inspiring, we honestly. Are just, we are not unlike each other. I mean, just mm-hmm. all of us. It seems like it's, you know, if you're going to read a book like Revelation, though, this is a great way to do it. Let's right. do that with friends. Yeah. 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 Well, that is another one of the questions that came up because uh, a lot of the community noticed that you don't shy away from scriptures that might be hard to understand yeah. or a m- little more complicated. There are very happy scriptures, but there are also some hard things in scriptures. Yeah. And um, a lot of hard a things. A lot. And so the question mm-hmm. is, what do you do when you come across those scriptures? Do you just gloss over it? Or yeah. if you don't understand, what do you do when you come across Scripture that's hard to understand. One of the things that I want to say, Jen Wilkin, um, so I want to make sure I credit her for this. She said on a podcast recently, um, we were talking about, you know, some trickier chapters in the book of Daniel, but she said, you know, one of the most important things is simply know what it says. Mm. So even if you may not be able to understand what it says or understand what it means, always, you know, if this is the book we live by, know what it says. So read it. There's no part of scripture that is not worth reading. That's mm-hmm. very, very mm-hmm. important. And it's then, all God's word. And then another thing that we've um, learned and lived by is um, just the understanding that you know, especially these narratives in scripture were for them and for then, and they're for us and for now. Mm. And so um, knowing and appreciating and understanding context, um, mm-hmm. but not leaving it there and knowing that scripture is living and active and it's for us to read. Um, and so that's why we don't shy away from any of it. We try to handle it with care and we try and handle our yeah. community with care Yes, because there's some really hard stuff. There's no, yeah. there's no batting around that. This is, again, something that we more fully address in some other places that we can maybe point you to later. But it is, I mean, I think there's a way that we approach it as She Reads Truth. And then there's the way that I approach it as Amanda opening Mm -hmm. her Bible. And the way that um, I have come to learn to approach scripture passages like that is to 
to one, not look away, Hmm. because I do think that is our instinct. And I kind of don't blame us, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's hard. Mm -hmm. And it, there are some hard things. But as I have learned to trust God's word, like trust God and his the revelation in his word, I've learned that I can read it and that the Holy Spirit is with me and dwelling mm-hmm. in me as I read it. And that it, you know, it goes back to the it's intimidating or it's hard to understand. And that's one of the reasons we kind of sometimes avoid reading scripture at all. Right. That that's okay to feel that way. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to feel feelings when you read scripture. <laughs> yeah. And so to just to read it mm-hmm. and to know, A, it's okay if I don't understand it. A, it's okay if it makes me angry or sad or upset because there are some infuriating, upsetting things in Scripture because it's the story of humanity. Mm -hmm. It's the story of our brokenness and our sin. And, you know, it's also the story of the way God created us with love and care. and We bear His image and then, but how, you know, sin has wrecked that. Mm -hmm. And so now we're in this broken, fallen, painful existence of a world Mm -hmm. that also, yes, has beauty. And, you know, we can see how God is working and redeeming and beginning already today to start to make all things new. Yeah. But the thing that I have learned to find so much comfort in is that the fact that those hard things are in his word, it doesn't mean, A, that everything in scripture is condoned by God. Mm. No, no, no. No, no, no. (laughs) There is plenty in scripture that is there to teach us and to Mm. examples of what not to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. so much. But it shows me that God doesn't look away from the hard things. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is so profound Mm -hmm. um, as a human living in a broken body in a broken world. It's so profound to me that we have a God who um, enters into brokenness. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think about our episode last week with Drew and Ellie, and we were looking at Matthew chapter one, this genealogy of Christ, and it's just this list of disaster after disaster. Mm. I mean, like... (laughs) If you dig into those stories, so many of them are just tough, tough, tough. Really Mm. tough. And, you know, Ellie was likening it to the Grand Canyon, which, again, is layered. You can kind of, like, visually see the history of the Grand Canyon, you Mm. know, earthquakes, floods, volcano, like, all these things that would cause this devastation. And at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, there's life running through it, Mm. you know? And it's... I think that... um, Scripture is full of hard things. There are layered um, hard things in it. And I just love that that Jesus entered hard things um, mm-hmm. and he brings light to a world in darkness. Yeah. And so there has to be a world in darkness that needs the light, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so that's the very long answer to your question. It is. I actually <laughs> want to make it. I actually want to make it even longer because I want to add one more thing. Do it. It's so critical to read scripture in community. Yeah. Um, we are big, big, big proponents of opening your Bible um, yes. at home alone and reading um, on your own in the quiet um, or the not quiet. <laughs> um, we really believe that, but not to the exclusion of. Reading with the local church and in community, in communities like She Reads Truth, but mm-hmm. also in in-person community. Like I'm looking at you two in the eyes right now, and if we open our Bibles and to have conversations about hard things mm-hmm. in community and with believers who are in a different season than you, yeah. mm-hmm. so you get the benefit of you know, not just pastors and teachers who mm-hmm. who really have studied mm-hmm. and given their lives to understanding this so that they can 
guide us and mm-hmm. shepherd us. Like, I mean, yes, don't we all need that in our lives? But also just other women like us mm-hmm. who have have different life experience right. and different experience reading scripture and have learned different things than we've learned and the people mm-hmm. coming behind us mm-hmm. in their spiritual walk. It's so important to be in community because none of us, no matter how many days in the word we've had, no matter mm-hmm. how many years, we don't get it all. Right. And mm-hmm. that's not the point. And when Amanda says be in community, we get what 2020 has brought. Well, sure. We get that. And still, um, whether you have a pod yeah. or whether everything's over Zoom, whatever your situation, yeah. um, whether you're still watching you know, church on live stream, whatever right. it is, don't stop. Please don't right. stop. And when right. it's time to come back, please come back. Um, but I'll also add that I think that there have probably been plenty of times where We've um, left our friends that she's frustrated. You know, someone will yeah. will email in and ask a question that takes nuance, that takes community, and we'll just be like, hey, we love you, and we think this is a really important question mm. to ask. It is a question to be asked in the context of local church with a local pastor. Yeah. There are a lot of things that were we to just email out rulings on Scripture from a <laughs> from a place of just like a faceless place— that is not how this was meant to be. Hmm. Yeah. It's also not, it's not our mission. Our mission is mm-hmm. women in the word of God every day. Yeah. And really also trusting that that understanding of scripture and growth as a believer comes over time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it sure just does. does. It's not a, let me Google that for you. Right. <laughs> right. You know, let I me mean, send it, an email, get right. an answer. It comes over time. It goes yeah. back to those layers you were talking about yeah. before. As That's you go right. and you visit. Yeah. I mean, so much of the community has written in and talked about times they're reading. Maybe it's something we've read many, many times. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, I don't know if I got so much out of that yeah. this time. But then logging in on the app and reading what the other she's are saying, they start to see this other perspective. And all of yes. a sudden, the scripture comes alive in a new way. That's and right. so Absolutely. that's just so that Great. happens for me mm-hmm. every time I read scripture. I would yes. say, probably without exception, mm-hmm. I am so delighted to read scripture. Even Amanda and I, when we get ready to record a podcast episode, we'll prepare. We'll spend time, you know, preparing for that conversation so that we can do a good job and carry that conversation well. But one of the things when we pray before we start recording, um, we ask the Lord to reveal new things to us mm-hmm. as we're recording, and He mm-hmm. always does. Yeah. Yeah. We are always um, drawing new connections live. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit is at work. Because the Holy Spirit's in the room. And, the, and yeah. the Holy Spirit is at work in the body of believers. He's at work in us individually, yes, mm-hmm. but it's really tempting to think that that's all He's doing yeah. and not mm-hmm. to be a part of and to recognize I just the think work that happens among believers. You get two or three, when two or three are gathered, which I understand this is not the full context of that scripture, <laughs> yes, but, um, yeah. but you get two or three, mm-hmm. ten people together with their Bibles on their laps and they're talking about the scripture and engaging with it, you are going to see new things. Hmm. It's just what happens. It's beautiful. And when we do these podcast episodes, one of the goals of that is simply just modeling what we hope is happening in homes all over. Hmm. Just sitting and talking about what you're learning and reading. That's so good. That's so good. Okay, another question. So it's the week before New Year's, and some of us have already set goals. The last week, you might say. <laughs> it is the last week. <laughs> yes. It's the week where you don't know what day it is. Which has kind of been the whole year, A truly. <laughs> I mean, I, but now it's like, well, now we really don't know. <laughs> yeah. So for those of us who are looking ahead and saying, okay, 
maybe this year, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to come in 2021. I had great plans for last year, but clearly 2020 has taught us. It's yes. don't, don't count on much. Don't but maybe, count those chickens. But yeah. maybe, maybe one thing but I would get yeah. chickens. Don't also, get chickens. Hey, we're going to get new chickens Fair. in 2021. We'll talk about it. All right. Later. Great. Sorry. Good Christina, to know. We keep interrupting you. <laughs> Noted, terrible I love guests. it. It's great. <laughs> no, thank you for coming. Um, but let's say I do want to make being in the word every day a yeah. goal for next year. And I've tried that before. I've tried you know, whether it's like you said, started it in Genesis and then I get to the son of the son of the son of and then yeah. I quit or mm-hmm. I've read other studies, other mm-hmm. people's things. And then I find that I haven't read scripture or I have the best of intentions. But yeah. for some reason, I fall behind. What are some good tips that you guys have heard of just how to get into the habit of reading the Bible every day? Yeah. One thing that we say here that I love, you guys, if you've been around for any amount of time, you know, our mission is women in the word of God every day. Um, And on one hand, it's a little aspirational, right? Because every day, but it's also really beautifully achievable because it starts with today. Mm. Yeah. One day at a time. One day at a time. Mm -hmm. And so we do have, you know, the Bible in a Year plan on our app. And that's something that a lot of people like to do. My grandma, uh, Marveline, before she passed away this past October, was, you know, I was like, where are you reading right now? And she was like, I'm in, you know. Zechariah. (laughs) And I was like, why? And she was like, well, that's just where I am right now. She just constantly read through the Bible, which I think is just precious. But the thing that we do at She Reads Truth, if you read with us in 2021, you will not read the whole Bible. Mm. You will read a whole lot of it. But the thing that we do is that we're in the Word of God every day next year. And so um, I would say, number one, lower your expectations. Um, like if you're you know, coming into this year and going like, I'm going to read every day this year. Well, you know, expect there will be days that will be too noisy or too busy yeah. um, that you may not stick this landing. Yeah, because mm. I think what you just said, Krista, the first thing I would say to you is to say like, oh, join the club. (laughs) This is something that we all struggle with. And I mean, that's how She Reads Truth came about. And so the first thing I would say is don't be discouraged. You're in such good company. (laughs) You know, come on, come on. We're just like a gang of misfits. That's right. So one, lower your expectations. Like don't expect this to be perfect. Nobody's like, not everybody's quiet time looks the same. Your Mm. quiet time is not going to look the same as mine. We all have factors, right? Right. But then I would including also... Including volume. <laughs> including volume. And just, yeah. And then also raise your expectations. Mm-hmm. I think, like, expect big things. If you're looking to be in the Word of God every day in 2021, you may not be able to count on um, a lot of things in mm-hmm. the coming year. But if you're um, feeding yourselves a daily diet of Scripture and you're meeting with the Lord every day... First of all, we'd love to get to be a part of that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, God doesn't change. He's the same God he was last January. He's the same God he will be next January. And mm-hmm. so if you want to hang your hat on something that you can count on in mm-hmm. 2021, I would say be in the Word of God every day next year. Expect big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're looking for just like a little kick in the pants, I would say <laughs> there's nothing else that we treat that way. We're like, oh, try it at once. Right. I'm not going to do that again. Nothing that's essential anyway. Yeah. Maybe something like, well, I tried knitting that one time and <laughs> I'm not for me. at it. So it's not for me. <laughs> but like I tried um, sushi that one time. Right. <laughs> you know, non-essential. But something <laughs> like, well, I, you know, I tried water once and it's gross. I'm not going to drink water. No, actually it's, it's life-giving and yeah. you have to like if we want to be healthy physically, 
we know what to do, right? We don't do it perfectly, but that doesn't mean, generally speaking, it's that doesn't. I don't think any of us would say, "Well, then, just never mind." Yeah, it's mm. not. It's okay to just not. That's just not your thing. Don't take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we, I just think that we have to, or even just consuming food. <laughs> like <laughs> we don't neglect that because it's essential. Mm-hmm. And so if we really believe mm-hmm. that scripture is essential, mm-hmm. then I would say if there's any place in any area of your life in which to give yourself grace and just keep trying, yeah, mm-hmm. amen. this is it. Because we've had the privilege of stewarding She Reads Truth for what, how many years almost now? Nine Eight, years. Almost nine years. Yeah. And... If you ask me, do you struggle to be a woman in the Word of God every day? I hate to like, you know, burst your bubble here, but yeah, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. And that's my actual work mm-hmm. is to an- encourage and invite people to do the same because we're human and we have lives and things happen and there are circumstances, but it's important. And so you miss a day, you just start the next day and mm-hmm. having begin been, again today. Having yeah. been a woman in the Word of God, not every day, but trying to be a woman in the Word of God every day for the last, you know, near decade and beyond, because of course we were reading scripture before that too. What we know is that Scripture reading begets scripture reading. Mm, that's uh, right. It, it is yeah. one of those things where, Amanda, you know when you know what's missing when you haven't read scripture today. You know yeah. that, you know, if something's off, that uh, it's possible that it's because you haven't met with the Lord I today. know when I'm running on empty. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes it takes a minute. Like you'd think I mm-hmm. would know immediately. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a minute. I'm like, what is wrong with me today? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, a, I don't want it to sound formulaic because it isn't. Um, But what it is, is it's trustworthy and reliable, and it's God's actual living and active word. And so we just can't put it in the same category as all the other aspirational things we want to do, because it's life-giving and essential. Hey friends, Amanda here. We want to take a quick break to tell you about Wycliffe Bible Translators. Being able to understand the Bible in our own language is so important to anchor us in our God-given value. But millions of women around the world still don't have that ability. Wycliffe Bible Translators advances the work of Bible translation for men and women around the world, and we love the work they're doing. When our roots grow deep in Scripture, that's where we discover true security, true identity, and true hope. And when we really discover who we are in Christ through God's Word, we're better equipped to reach others in our communities, families, and even people around the world with the power of Scripture. Wycliffe Bible Translators now has a ministry for women that gives you opportunities to help other women around the world get access to God's Word through Bible translation and literacy projects. You'll also find resources and community to encourage you in your own walk with Jesus. Visit Wycliffe.org truth today to find out more. Okay, back to the show. You know, I think about, you know, the plan that we have starting on Monday. I mean, just next mm-hmm. week. It's our big January plan. And it's four weeks, and it's called Faith in Practice. I'm mm-hmm. so excited I'm so about this plan. Yeah. It, we, Would that be a we good talk place about, to start? Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> yes. sure. Yeah. But we talk sure. about this, you know, this question that we asked eight years ago, you know, does... Mm-hmm. 
are we putting our faith in practice? Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is that. Like, if you have faith that God's word is the way to know God <laughs> and the way to walk in him and, mm-hmm. and with him, then put it into practice. Yeah. And and yeah. so what we'll do over those four weeks, so starting Monday, y'all, you are like not even too late. You're ahead of schedule. That's right. Is we'll walk through 20 spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. And I think the first or the early of which is scripture reading. It's essential, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but we'll talk about prayer. We'll talk about Sabbath and community. And we'll talk about all these things that we're talking about right now. It's all a matter of putting our faith into practice. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a mystery. Scripture mm-hmm. tells us Jesus mm-hmm. teaches and shows, demonstrates with his own life um, what it looks like to put faith mm-hmm. into practice even down to scripture reading hmm. um, and knowing the word and being one who knows his Bible. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, another thing that scripture is for us is it is a gateway into understanding all of those other opportunities that we have yeah. to draw near to the Lord yeah. and to walk with and walk like mm-hmm. Jesus. And because we learn those things in scripture. In scripture. And yeah. And so it's, I really want to encourage you to see these not as a new list of, oh, here are all the things I got to do every week in 2020. No. Or, oh, 2021. Oh, that's going to happen so many times to me. The intention is not, here's your new to-do list. The intention is look at all of these rich opportunities to just be mindful of the presence of God in your everyday life. And just be overwhelmed at like that lavish gift of all of these ways to connect with our creator and then like do some of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We talked about, you know, that, you know, if a hang up of approaching scripture is that it's intimidating, you know, that's another thing that She Reads Truth really aims to kind of knock out of the way hmm. um, and to make that inviting. And, you know, there are a ton of ways to join us. Of course, the app is just right there in your hand, probably even right this minute. You've got mm-hmm. a phone or at least nearby. But we also have these books and I think that this Faith in Practice book, talk about knocking intimidating out of the way. I said this, I think, in the Ed letter for this book. I think it is the best book we've ever put together hmm. um, in terms of just like workbook. Like you really get to engage and productively record what you're learning. So, I mean, I understand that it's, you know, only a week away, mm-hmm. but I mean, we have the digitals that you can download if you like to do an iPad or, you know, something like that. But listen, I want our friends listening to be women in the Word of God every day in mm-hmm. 2021. And it doesn't have to be with Sherry's Truth. The mission is not women in Sherry's Truth every yeah. day. Um, so just open your Bibles, honestly. Yeah. Um, but if you struggle with um, knowing where to read or one, you just want to plan or you just want to plan or you want the community or you feel intimidated. All of those things are things that we felt and continue to sometimes feel. And so those are the things that we address here. Right. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons that I really love our sub box option, our subscription Mm. box, because it takes the I'm not a good planner. This is not my all star time of year. The beginning of the year is not when Amanda shines, Mm -hmm. because I just don't I have aspirations and hopes and like I evaluate. I do those things, sure. But I'm just, planning is not my specialty. And I love that. It sounds weird to say one of the things that I love that we do, but it's true. It's because true. one of the yeah. things that I personally find so much value in and I love seeing others find so much value in is just having a plan. Like if you can make one choice, you were asking Krista, give me some tips. Right, yeah. right. If this is a possibility for you, 
um, which I understand that it may not be. But the ideal scenario is the subscription box because you make the choice one time Mm -hmm. and then it magically shows up on your door. It's like when I subscribe to vitamins. I'm like, you know what? Vitamins are a thing I need to do. I don't want to have this conversation mm-hmm. with myself every day. I just want it to show up. To be there. And then I want it to just be there. Mm-hmm. Just make that decision so that I, one time. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And with Subbox, you subscribe and it shows up and a surprise and delight that, oh, yeah, we're going to read about faith and practice right, for the next four it. weeks. Let's go. I feel like we have and so many of that our, comes, so many of our subscriber friends listening and just nodding, just going, that's like, right. Yes. Yeah. Like I and did before, it and I'm so happy. That's yeah. right. And before you get to the end of that book, there's another one that just magically appears mm-hmm. and is ready for you to pick right back up because we are women in the word of God every day. Yeah. So when you're subscribed, you have a plan for every day. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> you're going to fall behind. You're going to miss days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may miss whole books. Mm-hmm. You may just be like, you know what? I am going to double down on faith and practice plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to stay in it for a little while. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because the purpose is to be in God's word every day. Mm-hmm. The purpose is not to have perfect attendance at She Reads Truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you just said. And so um, so that's something that I would just encourage as an option. Um, if it's something that you can do to just give it a try. And we've made it as easy as possible, not just decision-making wise, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but even financially, yeah. it is just the best way to get the resources yeah. and get like the best deal on it. It's them. just a good way to like, if you want something to happen, if you want to achieve this goal, like you want to set yourself up for success. Right. You know, here's the thing, girls, I'm looking at both of you right now. We have three decision makers in the room right now. So executive decision, you guys, listeners, if you want to do this, I want to make it as possible as possible. <laughs> um, so here we go. Let's call it podcast 15 and just go to shereadstruth.com slash box. And that will get you where you need to go. And we'll make that offer good just this week. Um, so the week leading up to New Year's and it'll end on January 3rd. I'm literally throwing this out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's casual. I'm just it's 15 percent it. <laughs> off your first box. Yes. Yeah. And I will say as I was. Thank you, Krista. Yes. As I was asking <laughs> the community these questions, um, I got to have some great conversations. And one of the things that came up was one of our uh, subscribers had a book that she hadn't got a chance to get to because she got so deep into one of them. It was off on the shelf and she's like feeling so far behind. Right. Yeah. And um, she's having a rough day and she said, you know what? I'm just going to pick this up and picked just a random mm-hmm. page. It wasn't the beginning. And she picked it. And she said, how did you do that? How did she restrict do this? Because that's exactly what I needed that day. And I said, we didn't. We can't yeah, do sure. that. But that's yeah. the great, beautiful thing about scripture. When you make these decisions and you have mm-hmm. it available to you, yeah. whether you're reading that day or you pick it up, you know, God just knows what you need. Yeah. 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 Even shelving a book for later is such a good idea, whether it's later for you or later for a friend. Mm-hmm, I feel right. like we've heard that from so yeah. many subscribers. I just like imagining all of our subscriber friends right now just nodding in the car mm-hmm, or at the mm-hmm. sink or wherever they are on their walks. Well, amen corner. Yeah. Okay, Krista, give us another question. What oh, do you got? Last there's, one. There's so many, but okay. So last, on. <laughs> last one. This one's a fun one. So what is your favorite book of the Bible? What do you absolutely love to read? <laughs> Oh, not it. Uh, I don't hard. choosing favorites. Okay, is hard. I know. Especially Amanda struggles, especially. Oh, to I choose favorites. So hard. Okay, our youngest keeps asking me recently what my favorite color is, and I'm like, I don't choose favorites. <laughs> anyway, something I'm, I'm working on about it. Me. Yeah, I'm working on it. I would say, man, this is tricky. I would say possibly, if you had to ask me right now, my favorite Old Testament book is maybe Job. 
And favorite New Testament book? I would typically say Second Timothy because it's just sort of my like all-time favorite. Um, but I've been really loving Mark. Hmm. So um, the Gospel of Mark, and I'm excited to do that with the community because I like, you know, did it when we were preparing it, but I've been kind yeah. of saving myself to get to do it with the community. Yeah, I feel like you almost have to put the Gospels to the side. It's just like, oh, I know. You, they're so one of your favorites. Be. It can't be the okay. most favorite. Okay. Okay. Give you some oh, freedom. So that, you don't understand like how much freedom that actually I does. Already, I already spread it there out to go. Old Testament, New Testament. <laughs> um, I'll give my favorite Old Testament book. I think my favorite Old Testament book is Hosea. Oh, good one. Which is possibly a weird choice. We haven't done that in um, a while. It's been a long time since wow. we've read Hosea. Yeah. I just, there is a tenderness, mm. um, I think, about God's character that's revealed in Hosea and insistence. It's like tenderness meets um, determination yeah. and like kind of an unyielding love that has just really ministered to me. Yeah. Over the years, and just comes to mean more and more to me. What's so. the movie or the book? Is it the Redeeming Love? Redeeming Love. Yeah. Yeah. That book? yeah, I like Unyielding Love. I like that better. I mean, the retitle it. Yeah, <laughs> part two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So okay, do mine. you have a favorite New Testament? But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how you, you almost I have know. to say the gospel. But if you were to say one of the favorite New Testament books, putting the gospels not aside, <laughs> track, but Chris as number one, my therapist. Right there you now. go. Being your friend. Um, I think I am going to go with the gospel, actually. Okay. I think I'm going to go with John. Mm. There's a lot of language that John uses that yeah. that I really love. I really love how he ends mm. the book. Yeah. Like, if all of the stories about Jesus were to be written, there are not enough books in the world to contain them. I'm paraphrasing. Um, I really love John 20 um, with the Mary Magdalene and the resurrection story. Yeah, I think that might be it. I love John 15. Solid choice, Williams. Mm-hmm. Thank you. John 1, in the beginning was the word. Whoosh. Well, and I just like about John that as a writer, he has this beautiful consistency. Like, it's, I mean, yeah. I was reading from First John earlier today and just going like, oh, like, you're beautifully consistent. And you're then, doing a thing Yeah, here. doing a thing. And then he takes us into Revelation. Yeah, yeah. What a oh, guy. What Revelation. a guy. Favorite chapters of the Bible. We won't do that, no. but Revelation 21. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we like push our glasses. Apart, I told I Krista at the, before we hit record, I was like, we'll be really good at question answers and like, we'll keep these to like one yeah, sentence answers. Totally. How many questions did we get through? Like five? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, so there sorry are, about that. There are more, but that's okay. We have the rest of this that year to the answer them on social media. So many places. Yeah. And who knows? We probably will do this again. We probably will throw out another, maybe even this week, uh, some questions on social media. So if you're listening and, and there's more things you're curious about, go ahead and follow us on uh, She Read Truth on Instagram and you can ask away. And uh, we really do love our community. And, we do. And we getting do. to know you guys, even though there's so many of you, it feels like we're getting to know everyone personally in yeah. a great way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, seriously, y'all join us. I mean, even on the app.com, any of the places in the books, subscribers, however you can join on next Monday, we are opening our Bibles and we are reading Faith and Practice, a biblical study of spiritual disciplines, and we want you with us. Okay, one more thing as the unofficial host of this particular bonus episode. You've been an excellent host. Good job. You know, it's been great. I love really just asking <laughs> questions for my friends. Um, but we always take a moment to look at the beauty, goodness, and truth that we find. And so, Rachel and Amanda, would you tell us what beauty, goodness, and truth are you seeing um, in your world today? 
That's so fun. We don't get to answer this question very it's often been a while anymore. Since yeah. We used to answer it all the time. I know. Well, I think about the snow. Mm-hmm. And in Tennessee, we don't get a lot, but when we do, it's a really big deal. And um, I was recently reading in Isaiah 55 um, about precipitation, and it made me think <laughs> of that. I, I know, right? <laughs> As one no, does. I know. Y'all, it's a nerdy brain sometimes. I like but. It. And I know that we had picked that for the benediction for this episode. And so as I was thinking about snow and the way that it returns and doesn't return mm-hmm. void, um, it just made me think about that passage about God's Word. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of beauty, goodness, and truth. Beauty alone, snow is beautiful, but the goodness and truth that it points us to remind us that God's Word doesn't return void, and it mm. returns. Anyway. That's beautiful. Thanks. Okay, I'm going to go equally spiritual. Um it's a competition. Practi- I know. <laughs> this, is, this is really all we This, this is, is a good do. competition to have. Yeah. <laughs> I could be more spiritual than you today. Um, so I, as a general rule, don't love extreme temperatures. But the thing I love about cold weather is that you get to put on wearable blankets, essentially. Mm. Like, you know, I've the more my sweatshirt or something resembles a blanket, the happier I am. Yeah. But blankets and beanies lately, just yes, like ma'am. the comfort mm. yeah. and like the covering. And we really could. I mean, we can find a sermon in there oh, we, sure we need can. to get for it. But um, there is a company called Love Your Melon that I particularly like. Um, we I are have, not sponsored by them. I have their beanie on my head as we speak. And you look so really cute, cute in it. actually. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. It's, it's, it's one of your best beanies. It's a dirty hair day for sure. (laughs) Um, So dry shampoo will be my one next week. But yeah, yeah, they do beanies and for every one they sell, they give to kids with cancer. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. I I don't know know if it's a one for one, but that's definitely part of their mission. That's awesome. But there's also a secret. If you're ever in the market for a not inexpensive, but extremely delightful blanket. Okay. I know about this blanket because you gave it to me for Christmas one year, maybe two years ago. Uh And it's the material of a beanie. But but it's it's a blanket. blanket. And it's the favorite blanket in our house. Nobody's allowed to use it but me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I haven't put my boot down on that yet. But um, But, So you got me one and maybe yourself one a couple Christmases ago. And this year... We were like on their site over Black Friday, and I was like, what if we just buy them for each other again? So we got the extra largest. Because they came out with an oversized version, so we bought each other the same blanket, but in the larger size. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I just like that Beauty, Goodness, and Truth has turned into like, what are Rachel and Amanda into right now? Mm -hmm. But listen, there's a sermon in there. Well, it's good to enjoy... Yeah. It's good to enjoy. It is. You know? and, and to be cozy and warm and to be, and there's so much gratitude there. There really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I'll it's work on up. my blanket related devotional. I mean, and it's back for a good you. cause. Yeah. Too, it, so. Yeah. I really do think they really they, aren't sponsoring us, but they are welcome to. Yes. Yeah. Listen. Okay. I want to read a benediction for us. Yeah, and it, it worked out so beautifully after thinking about the snow um, from Isaiah 55. So, kind of back half of Isaiah. And from verses 10 and 11, he says, For just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return there without saturating the earth and making it germinate and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat, so my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. 
boy howdy. Are we allowed to say boy howdy? <laughs> was that part of the verse? That was, that was actually... What's the original uh, Hebrew for boy howdy? Boy howdy. <laughs> I don't um, know. They're that not venture. Is, that's the word Isn't of the Lord. that beautiful? It is. Oh, mm-hmm. so just as water goes to the earth and accomplishes something mm-hmm. before it returns to heaven, so his word mm-hmm. comes from heaven and accomplishes something. Mm-hmm. That's a warm blanket of a verse. There you go. You Aww. did it. That's there it. you go. That's Here's it. the bow we were looking for. Land You're welcome. Plane. Okay. And so don't forget next week, we are starting off faith and practice. And we've already talked about this a little bit, but imagine spending 28 days really focused on digging into the word of God and to see what he will do with even that 28 days. It's going to be incredible. And you guys, please join us January 4th, January 4th. Okay. Next Monday. And it's not too late. If you didn't get a book, you can still get the digital copy. So you can go ahead and grab that. And we'll have a podcast episode coming out next Monday with John Mark Comer. Oh, (gasps) yes. That's so excited. (laughs) Very exciting. Sorry for that fangirl. I love it. And so until then, what do we say, ladies? I'm so excited. We never get to be the ones to say it. All right, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. Keep Keep opening opening your Bibles. Bibles.